Welcome to Wake Up Calls. This is Todd Goodwin. My wife Gina and I are board certified hypnotists with years of experience empowering people to enjoy healthier and more fulfilling lives. There's a myth that hypnotists put people to sleep, but the truth is that we wake them up. So many people sleepwalk through life with no clue what causes their emotions and behaviors. They feel like helpless victims of their anxieties, bad habits, and traumas. Fortunately, we've helped thousands of clients to unlearn those issues, often quickly and easily. What if you could know yourself, accept yourself, and value yourself more than ever before? How would that improve every part of your life? It's possible, and it starts now with self-awareness. Our mission is to help you to wake up so you can think better, feel better, and do better. Podcast topics range from health and wellness to relationships to human behavior and psychology. Our conversations are always informative, often controversial, and sometimes entertaining. Get ready. It's time to wake up. It's another beautiful day. Time for a wake-up call, folks. Wake up! Oh, and I just want to say that, that most people lack the most fundamental and important understanding of what goes on between their ears, you know, what goes on in your mind, which determines your results in life, your happiness, your health, your behavior, your relationships, all of that. And most people lack this basic understanding, which... We're fortunate as hypnotists to have learned very well. And the reality is if you don't understand what's going on inside of you, then you get lousy results in life. And the reality is the more you understand yourself, the more you can achieve your goals, have good relationships, have financial success, be healthy, happy, fulfilled. And so it's all about waking up, opening your eyes, seeing what's really there, and then treating yourself and other people better. Yeah, and seeing what's there for what it is, and not for what you think it is based on the filters you have. Oh, that's a good one. Um, right. If you see everything with rose-colored glasses, you're going to be disappointed a lot. <laughs> True, and if you see everything through dark-colored glasses, then you're going to see the downside of everything, and you're going to miss out on a lot of the light. Over the years, you and I have been in practice for a long time. We've seen people to help them resolve issues relating to smoking, overeating, drinking, um, anxiety, stress, phobias, confidence insomnia. issues, right? insomnia, procrastination, and, and, and of course emotional trauma just by itself, like a traumatic experience that they're aware of. And in most of these cases, the chief complaint that people present with, they present, like let's just say they have trouble sleeping. Um, they say, okay, my problem is I have insomnia. Or my problem is I smoke. I can't quit smoking. The problem is I, I drink too much. Well, yes, that is a problem because that can cause health issues and immune problems and, and other lifestyle challenges. And it's a secondary problem, which means it's not the real underlying problem. When someone has a, a, a symptom, which is what we're calling it, insomnia is a symptom. Um, alcohol abuse is a symptom. Anxiety is a symptom. 
these are all symptoms and we live in a society that is pretty much based on treating symptoms which is what people expect I don't think it's a very ethical practice because you keep people dependent on the solution which isn't really a solution at all it's just a treatment the real if you don't deal with the real underlying problem which is something in the way you're thinking then the emotional and behavioral symptoms of that underlying thought process such as stress anxiety smoking drinking eating gambling whatever those emotional and behavioral symptoms will persist and very often expand and create all kinds of problems in in your life until or unless you deal with the underlying mindset belief system thought process mental program whatever you want to use as the analogy once you deal with that then the emotional and behavioral symptoms the chief complaints that people have mm-hmm. usually go away either immediately on their own or they're very easy to to resolve thereafter and what we found very often is that the primary unrecognized cause of most emotional and behavioral challenges chiefly among them anxiety addictions you name it the real chief cause is unresolved emotional trauma right and a lot of people tend to think their problem is really only what they can see that's right in front of them Um, what they can see on the surface level for example when in reality there's a whole iceberg there's a whole like structure underneath but beneath the surface that is supporting the tip that you can see on the surface from the outside Mm -hmm. so if you just look beneath the surface and look a little deeper beyond what you can just obviously see you might find a couple interesting things um how i got into this field is i i went through something really traumatic i basically watched my mom die um for about the worst part was about three weeks but during the course she had health issues uh for about four years or so um ups and downs and lots of scares and traumatic some traumatic memories there as well Um, But the worst was actually watching her die. And um, I basically had, now I realize I had PTSD. I had images and flashbacks and sounds and uh, thoughts and things I heard that I could not stop and they were uncontrollable. They would come in unannounced at any time of day or night. Yeah. And it was really, really difficult to not cry if I was in a setting where I couldn't, such as work or driving in the car, you know, there's been times where I had to pull over and just let it out. Um, this was, uh, she died in what, 2012, was it? Yeah. Gosh, for a second I had to think. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I mean, I know it happened, but it's, you know, so, and so, I basically had believed that I had accepted it, right? Because I told myself over and over I'd accepted it. <laughs> you thought you believed I thought that. I had accepted it. Yeah. And, um, but you know, then you've got, I was drinking more than usual other than social activities. Um, I was smoking, I was eating king size candy bars, like three or four, almost on a daily basis, making meals out of it. Um, and I, I, I was crying all the time, you know, I was so embarrassed at how much I was crying. I, people closest to me didn't even know how much I was really crying. Sure. Um, I was really embarrassed about it. And um, I thought all this was normal (laughs) until one day I started 
having physical symptoms of extreme stress and anxiety, which those are also symptoms, um, symptoms of symptoms, heart palpitations, um, insomnia, um, you name it, anxiety sure. is through the roof, you know, almost getting fired from previous, uh, jobs I had. And, uh, I thought it was all normal. And then I did hypnosis and I was, I mean, it's a long story, but long story short, I was so blown away once the grief was resolved and we did a lot of NLP for the, actually not even a lot. <laughs> it was just like one session of NLP to get rid of the flashbacks and change some of those memories. Um, and yeah, how, I think most of the trauma, if I can interrupt you, most of the trauma, if I remember correctly, was gone within probably two sessions, maybe three. Definitely three. And then the grief was pretty much gone right after that, too. Yes, I noticed a huge change. It was either after the second or third one. Um, huge, 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 huge change. Uh, so much better. Such a relief. I felt like I could breathe again. As soon as I resolved all of that and basically took out the emotional garbage out of my life that was really bringing me down and causing all those pesky symptoms mm -hmm. my eating habits got better right away drank way less <laughs> than before was able to quit smoking really easily after that um yeah i think we did maybe two sessions on the smoking and that was it yeah yeah it was so easy and um because the root was uprooted you know yeah the, the weed was uprooted and now I've got a beautiful garden. We pulled that shit out. <laughs> you pull that shit out. You That's flush right. that shit down. That's right. So it all just goes to show that, you know, cause versus symptom. And, and also how um, a lot of times emotional trauma is the root of um, a lot of pesky symptoms, such as insomnia, anxiety, uh, poor eating habits, poor habits in general, whether it's eating, drinking, smoking. I mean, I'm living proof about that. Yeah, so basically what I helped you do is to change the way you think or the way you were thinking. And as a result, it changed how you felt and it changed how you acted. Yes, and some of the things that I unlearned, right, was that I couldn't live without my mom. I'm not strong unless my mom is alive. I've lost my... I, another thing I had believed was that I'd lost my biggest support system, mm -hmm. uh, my biggest cheerleader, right? Uh, and therefore, a big loss of love in my life. And those are the things that I had learned sure. as a result of her death. But they were just beliefs. That's all right. they were. I believed it to be true. Right. Um, but there's, again, back to perspective. There's another way of looking at it. You learned empowering alternatives, n new ways to interpret what had happened in ways that actually affirmed life instead of tearing it down. Exactly. What was causing my biggest distress and anxiety in my life is what I'd learned from the situation. You know, of course, the flashbacks didn't really help. But other than that, you know, even before I realized I had those, because those happened weeks later not immediately um was all, all the things i'd mentioned and i'd unlearned all that and relearned and basically it was those things that i had thought to be true and believed to be true that were basically screwing me up it was all in my mind so grief as one form of trauma is optional totally yeah i mean i, I did a video on this a couple years ago on our youtube page Grief is optional. And what's funny is and a is lot based of people, on our beliefs. Right. And a lot of people would debate you on that because people feel so strongly about it 
the old me back then would say that that's not true. I wish it were, but it's not true. I think you did say that yeah. when we first met. Um, yeah. You said to me, what if I told you that you could be grateful for what happened? And I, I looked at you and I said, I would tell you that that's impossible. And you said, why? And I said, because that sounds too good to be true. And so you rolled up your sleeves and <laughs> we, <laughs> we scheduled some sessions. Absolutely. And it's the same thing with, with, with trauma of any kind is that here's the reality. Let's be frank. Shit happens. Then you flush. Then you flush, right? So you, you, we go through life. We get bumps and bruises. We get dings and scratches and dents. That's just the way it works. How we respond to those events will dictate the experience we have of life. How we interpret those events will, will shape our beliefs and then our resulting emotional and behavioral ways of reacting to those beliefs, which means trauma, being traumatized is optional. People, if you're traumatized, you can get untraumatized. And it also has, has a lot to do with upbringing and what religion you may be or culturally where you live. You know, Mexicans, they, they have the dead. They celebrate death. Sure. You know, and, but in Western society, at least in the United States, we've learned to mourn death. And that when someone dies, we mourn. Um, different religions have different rules and regulations on that and protocols. Uh, but the bottom line is we've learned as a society in America to mourn. Uh, in Ireland, they celebrate it. Eat, drink, and be merry <laughs> when yeah. someone dies. Especially drinking. Oh, yeah. But uh, So, again, it's beliefs. And, and this is a cultural belief. Absolutely. And if and I, a, it, had I been in another part of the world, or Hinduism, where the reincarnation and the celebration of the transition... Um, or a lot maybe, of in, a lot of indigenous cultures like in uh, South America Native American natives yeah Na yeah for sure yeah so had I been raised like that maybe I wouldn't have had such a troubling time with it yep when the same exact thing happened exactly so it's and, and by the way when we look at trauma um, think about what you might consider to be a traumatic experience or, or something you might judge let's just keep it real simple not even call it trauma you might judge something as bad perspective uh, it's all perspective which means your point of view and the angle you're from which you're you're seeing things let's just say okay here's a perfect example in the united states eating beef perfectly normal it's, hot dogs hamburgers right it's <laughs> extremely normal but if you're in india or if you're a hindu in india then eating beef is sin. is awful because cows are considered <laughs> they worship sacred them, yeah right um so from that perspective, eating cows, eating beef is wrong. From the American perspective, it's perfectly normal. So is there any objective right or wrong? I mean, this is opening a huge can of worms, and, and we live in a culture of, especially dominated by certain religions that are very judgmental and are based in judgment and causing emotional reaction to being judged that we think there's a moral right and wrong, when the reality is it's completely based on our belief system as a culture, as a society, or as a family, or a religion. Some religions think this is right, other religions think that is right. So, it, I invite you, we invite you to question your beliefs. Yes, question, question what you think. Right, because it may very well be wrong for you. 
It doesn't mean that eating beef, as using that example, is right or wrong. So it's, what do you think should be the question that people ask themselves? Because we mentioned in the beginning of this wake-up call that it's asking the right questions is really helpful. Okay, so the first thing is to look at your undesirable emotional and behavioral symptoms. Okay, so be aware of what those are. Be honest with yourself. Here's what they are. Okay, next, let's just say it's overeating. What benefit is that providing me? Because there's always a benefit or you wouldn't do it. What benefit is it providing me to drink too much or to smoke? Usually it's relieving stress or, or alleviating discomfort or gaining quick short-term pleasure. It really all comes down to that for almost any compulsive behavior or addiction. Once you have that, then ask, what belief would I have to have in order to feel anxious or stressed or overwhelmed? In other words, if I'm feeling crappy and that's causing me to eat, drink, smoke, whatever, what thought process do I need to have in order to feel crappy? Because I guarantee if you're feeling a certain way, it is based on how you're thinking. Correct. So if you ask yourself, what, what thought would lead you to feel that way? Good. So <laughs> if you've been struggling with trauma, grief, or any form of excessive stress or anxiety, and even the, emotion, or the behavioral um, coping mechanisms, the undesirable behaviors that stem from that, and you need special one-on-one -on -one help, like a lot of people, uh, feel free and contact us by visiting goodwinhypnosis.com. I also want to mention that we have a lot of good videos on our YouTube page, uh, which you can find by going to youtube.goodwinhypnosis.com. And as we said before, please send us any questions, comments, feedbacks, uh, feedback or topic requests for these wake-up calls by emailing wakeupcalls at goodwinhypnosis.com. See ya! <laughs> Stay well. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with others who might benefit too. Follow our podcast at www.goodwinwakeupcalls.com to be notified as new episodes are released. If you have questions or topics you'd like us to address, email wakeupcalls at goodwinhypnosis.com. And visit goodwinhypnosis.com if you'd like our help to overcome a personal challenge. We'll talk to you soon.